0: started learning a bit more about film and tv and it just kind of opened up this this whole new world like I didn't even know that that was a thing and you can make money on it and since I wasn't really a performing artist um, and wasn't 100% marketing myself in that way this kind of seemed like it would be a viable market uh, for my music.
1: Welcome to the Female Entrepreneur Musician Podcast with Brie Noble. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Indie Interactive, where we talk about making great music, connecting with your audience, and growing your business. Again, this is Indie Interactive. My name is Bree Noble, and today I am talking to Michelle Lockie all about how you can make money with music licensing, how she does it. Um, Maybe some mistakes that she can share with you that she made along the way so you guys can avoid them. And then how to write music that really works well for music licensing and that will appeal to music supervisors and people that are searching for music for licensing. So I'm excited to be with you guys today. Let me know that you're here. I know many of you are really excited about this topic And obviously we can't go into everything today on this short episode of Indie Interactive. So before we even get into it, I want to invite you to a workshop that I'm doing with Michelle or that she's doing for my community next week on Thursday, the 14th, we have two times we're doing it at this very same time, but on Thursday, so Thursday, the 14th at noon Eastern. And we're also doing it at, 8 Eastern, so that's nine a.m. and five p.m. Pacific. So, if you want to join us for that workshop, I highly recommend it. It's pretty much the most popular workshop that I do um, with my community with bringing somebody else in throughout the entire year. So, you can go to slash music licensing to register for that workshop, and we'll send you reminders and make sure you don't forget to come. I know it's a week, a little over a week from now, but um, I think so many people are going to want to go to this that I wanted to make sure to get the word out early. So that's femmusician.com slash music licensing, F is in female, E is in entrepreneur, musician.com slash music licensing. So I'm going to turn it over to Michelle. I'm going to ask her just a few questions. If you guys have any questions for her about music licensing, um then you can pop those into the chat. I'll be looking through the chat and see if there's any questions for her as we go along and if they relate to what we're talking about. But I just want to ask you, Michelle, first of all, introduce yourself, give them a little bit of information about you and your experience as a singer songwriter, and then why you decided to start doing music licensing, what got you excited about that, and you know, when did that happen and all kind of that, that little story.
0: Sure. Yeah. I, um, I've always, I mean, like all of us have always wanted to do music, you know, growing up and I, I don't know, it was just something I didn't think that I could do as a career. So I went, I was a biologist in biotech and in the corporate world for, um, quite a long time. And, um, what was I going to say? Sorry. And then I went, um, to a taxi meeting, I think it was around, oh was it 2009 and probably a few years before that I started doing choir and I started getting more comfortable with my vocals I learned ukulele guitar whatnot so I was starting to write some songs from the artist's kind of perspective and came out with an album and then I went to taxi in 2008 and 9 and I was still kind of focusing on the the artist thing and I was writing country music and then I think, um, at the 2010 taxi rally, I started learning a bit more about film and TV and music placement for film and TV. And it just kind of opened up this, this whole new world. Like I didn't even know that, that was a thing and you can make money on it. And since I wasn't really a performing artist, um, and wasn't hundred percent marketing myself in that way, this kind of seemed like it would be a viable market, uh, for my music. Um, so that's why I decided to kind of go into that. And, uh, and I guess so 2011 was when I really started pursuing that a lot. That's,
1: stronger, stronger. that's awesome. So you've been doing that for six years. Wow. So yeah. what are, what are some of the placements that you've gotten along the way? Like kind of, you know, how did you, what was your, where did you get your foot in the door and, and what, what placements have you gotten in the last six years that have been really awesome and exciting?
0: Um, so I, I, first started getting my foot in the door by getting forward, forwards through taxi and what a forward means is they send your music on to the publisher of the supervisor. And so from there, I started getting some songs, uh, signed. I, I started working with some people too, but I met at taxi that already had placements. They were already getting deals. So that helped a lot too. And I ended up getting songs, uh, signed to some, some pretty good, um, music publishers. And so from that, I got, um, the placements that I remember my very first first kind of placement. I mean, I got little ones along the way, but then my first one I considered big one was in uh, ABC Families, the, the Fosters. And we were uh, uh, you know, like all my friends we were kind of online or whatever, watching it. And it was in the opening scene, but um, it, they ended up using the instrumental, not the vocal, which is fine. So got money for it and everything. But you kind of want to hear your voice when you're a singer. So it's like, OK, next time, next time. And then since then, um, the next biggest one was in rain and the opening, uh, uh, section of the show rain, they did, I was a full vocal placement for uh, over a minute, which is really cool. Um, so that one I was really excited about. And then, uh, the, uh, show good girls revolt. Yes. That was, on I have
1: not heard of that show <laughs> Really, it's on,
0: it's on Amazon prime and it's about the women's movement in the sixties. Oh, of course. So, okay at first you're like good girls revolt. Hmm. Is that a reality show? But it was really, it was a really good show. And they used a full, my, one of my entire songs called a million moons. And so it was a vocal placement and it was like three minutes and 15 seconds. And it was, that was really, really awesome. Um, and then, uh, so I've gotten various, uh, vocal placements along the way here. And there a lot more instrumental placements. And then the big one this past summer was on, um, the uh, Young Sheldon uh, first look trailer. So it's a spinoff of Big Bang Theory. And ours is kind of the last, the very last song at the end of the trailer, which was really cool. The a song called Your Footprints. Um, so that was
1: awesome, yeah. So there's, that's there's cool. been a lot along the way. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's really cool. I hadn't even heard about that one. I have to say, this is funny. So, you know, people are saying hi in the chat. Thank you guys so much. And, and Laura, <laughs> Laura said that we look like twins. I'm curious how she thinks we look like twins. The glasses. I mean, I guess we've got the glasses and the hair. This is, and
0: my, this is my beach hair. So I'm at the beach. Beach hair.
1: Thing. Oh, that's right. You are at the beach. I have no excuse. This is always my hair. <laughs> <laughs> it works. Awesome. So let me ask you do you think that music licensing is a good option for people who maybe can't tour for some reason you know I come into contact with a lot of artists that like they love music but you know for different reasons they can't tour they have a family they have young kids that's certainly what happened to me Um, they have health issues they have a full-time job or maybe they just don't want to tour is this a good income stream opportunity for them
0: it definitely is if you go about it the right way um, there's so many various things you can do. Like some people who do want to focus on being an artist can sign with like a licensing agent. And what that means is they kind of sign you and they pitch your music and you can continue to be an artist. Now, if you, if you like you said, you don't want to tour, you don't want to focus on that as much, then um, there are millions and millions of opportunities to get your music licensed, either vocals or instrumentals. Um, and it's just a matter of, learning how to write appropriately for those shows, for, for film and TV, and to build your catalog and to keep pitching. So it takes some time, like any business, but it's definitely
1: a viable option. That's cool. So I'd love to know in the chat from you guys, um, how many of you have tried venturing into the world of music licensing at all? And um, even if you've just sent off one or two taxi submissions, if you applied to- you know, to something on Music X-Ray, if you have even just tried researching music supervisors or, you know, watched your favorite shows and, and then like kind of written down things about the songs and figure out if your music might fit or you might be able to write for something like that. I'd love to know in the chat, if you've ventured even that much into the world of music licensing, just put yes in the chat. If you have, I want to get a kind of an idea. Um, some of you, I think maybe, Ha- i know have a little bit on music thing but some of you haven't so i'd love to get an idea now uh in doubt michelle what what are some of the mistakes you made along the way because i know that you were pretty green you know you were learning ab- about music licensing from the beginning it was like a whole new world opened up to you what mistakes did you make? What mistakes did you see other people making and that you still see people making today that you want to warn off our people about?
0: Um, well, for one, just making music and throwing it out and pitching it at all kinds of places with without proper targeting. Mm. So um, thinking that your 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 song is like the greatest thing ever, and you're just going to send it out to all these opportunities, and maybe it doesn't really fit. Um, so making sure the music fits the opportunity is key. The other thing is to make sure that you understand how to network appropriately and how to address publishers and music supervisors. Um, you know, don't go to a conference with like some just demos and be like, Hey, you know, this is kind of an idea of what I do. It's not really my best stuff or it's not a finished recording or it's not this. They don't. Always have time to sit there and listen to something that's not finished and ready to go. So always look professional and have a you know professional CD or a compilation of what you do, but it's got to be finished uh, material and good material. Um, and then you know understand the business side. I mean that's that can be a deal breaker to some people if you show up at a conference and you have no idea really what one stop or easy clear means or Um, you don't understand what the publishing versus the writer side is. You're not registered with the PRO. I mean, these are all things I've kind of learned over the years, you know, and I've kind of made mistakes on, on, you know, all ends until I, Mm. you know, learn things. And and some people are nice enough to be like, you know, Michelle, you you need to do this, not that. And so that those are kind of my big three. Yeah, this is
1: this is why I bring you into my community, because I don't know what those terms that you just (laughs) mentioned mean. And, you know, I haven't really done much licensing. So thank goodness that you're here to explain these things to my community, because that's definitely not my forte. Um, I just wanted to call out in the chat. um, Morning, Al. Um, Lisa said that she's thought about doing music licensing, but hasn't really done anything yet. But she did. Let's see. Oh, Denise says that she's done it. Um, through music x-ray broad jam hit license I'm curious Denise have you gotten any placements yet I know you've got a lot of a lot of great songs that you could be pitching Um, let's see Laura says I've submitted to all of them (laughs) Um, you know and I wanted to mention too like I had that same experience when I was a young artist that I just thought my my songs were the best ever and everybody would want them and everybody would love them and why wouldn't they you know and I wasn't thinking about you know it has to be a good fit for whoever is looking for a song their scene um it doesn't really yeah. and plus you know I think we're just I mean we're not egotistical but when we write a song we're we're in love with it right and we think everybody else will be too so we need to we need to kind of uh, do you have places that you go to get outside opinions. So you're not in that mode of like my song's the best thing ever. I'm going to spend $300 pitching it to everywhere on the planet and then just turn out throwing it all away, you know?
0: Well, um, I would get, uh, taxi gives a lot of good feedback. They also have a free forum and that's where I would, and they have a peer to peer section and I would start posting music there. You can comment on each other's, you know, music and lyrics and, you know, do you think this is a fit? What does this sound like? You know, are these u- lyrics universal? So there was a lot of feedback there. And then also feedback when I didn't get something sent through, You know, they call it return, either through taxi or other places. What was nice is that they actually will give you some feedback on why it wasn't sent along. And feedback is good if you can listen to it, and understand it. And, and do something instead of just be like, oh, that's ridiculous, blah, and then, you know, not, which I've done before, <laughs> and mm-hmm. not do it, and not do anything to change the song or the next time you write, um, to take that feedback and put it into your next piece of music. Um, so yeah, that's, you can also pay for custom critiques in at various places. I've done that before, um, through Taxi and through, um, some other like national writers and different people. And I've met with people at conferences just to get feedback. Um, so that's always a, a very good thing to be doing. And as long as you listen to it.
1: Yeah, that's the, it's hard. Sometimes it's, it's hard to like read that feedback and be able to take it in. I think, yeah. I think the first few times I sent stuff to taxi, I couldn't bear to read it. You know, and then I finally, like, listened to, I went to a conference, I think it was maybe the Taxi Road Rally, and I was listening to somebody and they're like, you know, you're going to get nowhere if you don't take the feedback that people give you and actually spend the time to change your song. And so I finally started reading it, like, I could take this, I could take this, okay, <sighs> brace myself, you know, and it was never as bad as I thought it was going to be. They right. were always encouraging, but they were very specific about the issues with your song, which is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So um Sarah said that she took your course last year and Sarah. that she is getting really excited about the new course this year and the uh, going to the taxi road rally. And she's been writing a lot. So that's awesome. Denise said that she did has gotten some considerations, but not yet any placements. So mm-hmm. I, I just want to encourage you, Denise. I mean, you've got I know your music, it's well produced, it's well performed, it's well written, like, y- y- you'll get there. I really think you will. Um, so let's see, what else did I want to ask you, Michelle, because there's so much that we could cover, but we have such a short time. Obviously, that's why we're having our, um, well, our workshop.
0: Yeah, and the I was going to say, you've got um, some qualities that people like, yes, who are successful at this. I think it's a big one. So One thing is, you know, we talked about critiques, right? Well, first, so there's, there's, here's the things you need to do. You need to learn how to write things appropriately. That's what everybody does. Um, Everybody does research on shows and film and commercials and really listen to the types of music uh, that's there. Um, and start to pick up on, you know, what instrumentation are they using and what's the style and see if you can find stuff that matches your style and then start keeping a track record, like a, a record of those shows, because you can find out who the supervisors are for those shows and that kind of thing. Um, the other thing is going to conferences and networking uh, people. Mm-hmm. That's you know, the treat. But I would say that you need to go to those conferences a bit prepared. So it's not taking you so long to to kind of Get to where you want to go. I mean, that's one reason why I do these workshops and stuff now because it took me a long time to, to learn all this stuff. And so I'm tr- I try to, uh, what is it, uh, decrease people's learning? Or, mm-hmm. or increase, you know what I'm saying? Anyway.
1: Yes, increase uh, the learning curve. Yeah. The other something thing like that. Is, is to be really
0: focused. I mean, you have to build a catalog here. So you have to build a catalog of music, you have to pitch it, and then not be so obsessed every time you send something in somewhere. Like, why aren't they calling me back? Why aren't they giving me feedback? And then emailing or, or trying to contact people over and over again because that's really annoying. Um, not being spread too thin. You know, if, you're, if your aim is to write music for sync mostly, then you really need to focus on that and start to eliminate other things that are not taking you in that direction. Ooh,
1: wow. that's a good one. You, you guys know I'm big on goals and yes, then focusing and not having a million things. And yeah, if, if music license, in fact, I have one of my private students that I'm working with who one of her goals is, is to do this. She took Michelle's course. And, you know, we talk every month about like this is, this needs to be your major goal. You could have, you know, one performing goal and one you know, other goal, but mostly you need to have your other three goals focused around this. If you really want to make progress. And that is, that is so true.
0: Yeah. You really have to be focused and not all over the place and, you know, bucket your time for social media. It's like, so many people are in so many different groups. I'm like, when are you having time to write anything and to Mm. do research? And not that I'm saying, you know, I use it a lot because it's I have to for, for business and for other stuff too, but, you know, bucketing your time writing every week. Um, to a theme, a common theme um, and then constantly pitching and then doing it over and over again. Yeah. And
1: I think another big thing that I've seen um, with people that have been doing this and getting a lot of forwards and and even placements is that they're co-writing a lot. So it kind of spreads your network web when you co-write, plus it also gets you into maybe new genres and, and, you know, brings in some new ideas that you can't come with you know on your own and I know Michelle's talked about co-writing with people that could help her produce the songs too. Yeah. You know, find the people that do what you can't do.
0: Just make sure that you are all on the same page when it comes to how you're going to split the song money. So, um I work the people that I work with, they're usually contributing to the song as a as a writer and a producer. Usually there's there's some level of participation there. So I usually do equal splits. But other people are like, well, you know, this producer didn't write this song, so you could do it as a work for hire. You know, you could hire hire that person and get the contracts spelled out um, amongst co-writers. It's always, for me, it's always equal. Some people, you know, might want to, well, I did more work, so I'm going to do 70%. And I'm gonna, but imagine if you had, like, you did that with 100 different co-writers, and each one had a different percentage, and each producer got a different split, and each, it's a, like, An admin nightmare to keep track of all that stuff. So (laughs) (sighs) I like to keep things as equal as possible. And then or do work for hire so that you own all the rights. Um, Just know up front what you're going to do with your co-writers before you start writing so that you don't run into problems after the song is finished.
1: Oh, such a good point. Have that all (laughs) all worked out beforehand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah,
1: you could have some issues there. Yep, for sure. Well, this has been really awesome. Obviously, we would only touch on some of these subjects today, which is why we're having the workshop next week. I really want to encourage all of you to join us for the workshop because there's going to be some really special things for those who, who show up. And of course, Michelle will be doing a Q&A at the end and we pretty much answer any questions. F is in female, E is an entrepreneur, musician.com slash music licensing. I'll also put that in this post if it's not already there um, in the main part of this post for those of you watching the replay. And we look forward to hanging out with you guys next week. It's Thursday uh, morning and evening so we can catch you guys on the other side of the world and the people that are working full time and all that stuff. Um, and any last words, Michelle, before we say goodbye and see them back next Thursday? Just remember
0: that, I mean, music is a business and, you know, some people look at licensing sometimes as as selling out, but how is it selling out? I guess when you're making money on a product, I mean, music is a product. This is what we do. You can keep your artistry in there, but just you have to remember this is a business and you need to be well-rounded with that business. And then it just takes time to build up your sync catalog and get placements and make money.
1: <laughs> That's such a good point. I mean, I can't tell you how many artists I've discovered by hearing them on a show and being like, what, mm-hmm. what is this song? I love this. And then looking up the show and looking up the artist. And I know Michelle's actually gotten some artist money, you know, people buying things on iTunes for songs that she's had on shows and people have followed up on that song and found it and bought it. Yep. Yeah. So there is the artist side too. And I don't, I don't think it's selling out. It's part of the way that we make money as indies nowadays. It's just part one of those income streams that we can open up. And I'm all about lots of income streams. So (laughs) (laughs) join us next week, Thursday morning or evening, femmusician.com slash music licensing and we'll be sure to send you all the reminders and where to go to join us live. Now go out and make great music, connect with your fans and grow your business Female Entrepreneur Musician has been brought to you by femusician.com and femalemusicianacademy.com with editing by Jen Eads of 317 Sound Design and music by Stella Ronson